Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Outside Shots. I already hate this morning because EJ came in just crazy as all get out. As usual, we're brought to you by the good folks at OGs. I'm Saul Pippen. You know who he is. I don't even want to introduce him right now. Why? Why? He's Why? already on my last nerve. Why? Like, we, Why? we just started. You walked in like gangbusters, just like <laughs> screaming down the hallway. And then comes in here and he's like giving our new producer. I mean, he's getting to know our new producer. And then all of a Dude, sudden, last night. These, these two seem like they've already bonded over like just trying to rip me. And uh, one of these things is not like the other one. One of these w- things might not have a job tomorrow. I, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, no, so you threatening, <laughs> you're threatening the young man. Yeah. Uh, well, I will end this live stream right to, now. You have to. You have to, you know, set standards, man. What a, hold it. The dude's <laughs> last name is Ruby. Now, you know, do you understand how powerful that is? Think about that. You got the Kennedys. You know, you got the Johnsons. That's an interesting name to bring up and with you Ruby, got the Ruby, by the have way. Have you ever heard of the Rubies? Well, it just seems Outside like Outside of like the, the deli or the cafeteria? It seems like it's like pristine. It's some kind of history there. Like... The rubies. Think about it. Like, let's go have dinner with the rubies. That's pretty deep. That does man. sound kind of elitist. I'm yeah, not because lie. I mean, like, you know, all due respect to your last name. All I right. mean, let's go have dinner with the Bookmans. You're damn right. That sounds like a game. Because we're gonna have some good times. But that sounds that. That's what I'm saying. That sounds like like good times. We gonna hang out with Bookman. <laughs> but last right. before we get started. Okay. How old are you? Jesus Christ. This shit again. No, I'm just I will wear my hat however I want to, EJ. <laughs> I mean, this dude, 50 years old, and he would. Holy shit, 50? <laughs> I mean, oh really? You, like, don't you know it gets to a point in time when you get past You 30- look like, I don't, I've never met your, your, your kin folk, but you probably look right now like your uncle or your daddy. When he was working I mean, out on the I mean, on the on the car, I mean, and he had his hat to the I mean, side, just like, "Hey, boy, I mean, go and give me that okay. tool over there." I mean, but I mean, you too old to be wearing your hat like this, man. I can wear it however I want. That's the beauty of life. <laughs> yeah, it gets to a point when you get over thirty-five. Thirty-five. Not, We're making up our own rules. Now. You're not allowed to go to fast food restaurant. That, that's those days old. <laughs> like. Stay your ass out the fast food restaurant. Once you get past 35, they tell kids they can't go in a nightclub before they're 21. Well, an adult needs to stay out of the fast food, McDonald's, Wendy's, all due respect to those beautiful establishments. 
But once you get past 35, he says not knowing stay if they're a sponsor. Your butt out of those freaking fast food restaurants. Like, and so straighten what, what your hat. What does that have up, to do with my hat? Straighten your hat no, up. No, I will wear my hat however I damn well please. This chemistry is oh, way off. do the show. It's like, I mean, really, I mean, seriously. I mean, we look like two amateur I mean, like comedians. You do, you do look like an OG with your hat like that. I just be like, let's just be truthful. That's what Jay said in the chat right now. So anyway, let's talk about chemistry because clearly right now we have a lack of it. So uh, the Suns trying to figure it all out. Obviously, the other day they get upset by Wemby and the Spurs in the last you know couple seconds of the game. Shouldn't have been that close. They blew the lead. They had a twenty point lead in the third quarter. Um, I just want to kind of get your opinions on you know really what you saw that game and what you think about the Suns and so far through four games. Ugly loss. Uh, unfortunately. You're gonna have. You think they're gonna have a few more. Uh, I think you always want to get off to a good start in the season. You want to be able to beat the teams that, on paper, you're supposed to beat. But it, it normally doesn't work out that way. Like it's the it's the marathon of it all. You're gonna have good losses. You're gonna have bad losses. You're gonna have, you know, bad wins. I mean, it's just. It, then at the end, you add them up. And you say, okay, we're 54 and whatever. I mean, that, that's the way you look at it. Yeah, you should be upset. Kevin Durant should have been upset. Like, uh, all the guys, the way they shot the ball, they shot 50% from the field and 46 from three and lost. Yeah. But guess what? Let's dig into that. Let's take that a little deeper. The three-point shooting is what we thought it would be with mm -hmm. this team. Yep. Right, they, shot they moved 50, the ball well. They shot nearly fifty percent. They navigated the double team. Kevin was very unselfish. Got it to the shooters. Uh, a lot of good things happened in the midst of San Antonio, and them finding out about San Antonio, they're never going to quit. A Greg Popovich team never quits. Yeah. That's why he's considered one of the greatest coaches ever. They're going to execute their offense. They're down 20, they're gonna keep playing. Why? They're used to being down 20. Those are the most dangerous teams. And we allowed Kel Kelton, John, Kelvin, John, Kelton, is it Kelvin? Kelton. Kel Keldon. Kelton. Kelton Johnson to get crazy hot. Yeah. And then, then Vassal added on. And then Wimbenyana stepped it up late. That's a win. Uh, and so it's unfortunate, but you just wash it away and you say, man, I'm glad we got them again Thursday and we don't have to think about what we want to do to them two months from now. So they have an opportunity tonight to to make amends for it and for 48 minutes and see if they can get it done. The, um, the troubling thing about Twitter is that people take these these games and they kind of apply them with like an NFL mindset the NFL only has 17 games, yeah. so every game is crucial in the NFL. And people take that and they put it to the NBA. It's not the same. Not you same. have 82 games. You're bound to have a flaw here and there as the season goes along. I've been saying that. I've been saying that all season. I said that yesterday when they or Tuesday when they lost. And lo and behold, what happened last night? The Denver Nuggets got absolutely bamboozled in Minnesota. They weren't even close in that game from beginning to end. It was uh, the, the Timberwolves had the lead from beginning to end. The Nuggets lose by double digits by 20 points, 20 plus points. And then the Bucks, same thing. 
They weren't even close in that game against Toronto, and Toronto is one of the worst teams in the league right now on paper. So, it, again, these are the ebbs and flows of the NBA, a lot of moving parts, especially with this team with about 13 new players on the roster. they got to figure it out. And I just, I'm tired of everybody just freaking out after every little single game. I get that they blew a 20-point lead. They shouldn't have done it. My issue with that game, really my primary issue, is once San Antonio went to the zone again, and we saw this against the Lakers, the Suns had a, a little bit of a tougher time trying to find um, quality shots. And I think that's where, you know, and they got some open shots this time around as opposed to against the Lakers where it felt like they couldn't really even get a bucket. Um, they got a couple open opportunities. They just couldn't cash it in. And I think if one of those drops, the Suns win. But um, that's my issue. Are you concerned about any of the zone plays so far that you've seen? No, no, no. Because time will make it right. Uh, you, when you have Devin and, and eventually Bill on the floor with KD with those shooters, that zone's not going to work. It's a strategic tool that you don't do it all the time. You just do it after timeouts. You do it, you know, strategically doing phases of a game. You can't stay in it because NBA players will eventually figure it out and pick it apart. But it's just a tool that coaches use. I wouldn't worry too much about that at all. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing that I would worry about with this team, and we didn't see that the other night, was energy level. I thought the energy level was good. Uh, I thought the defense was was good to a point. But, again, when you allow a guy to get hot, like Keldon Johnson did, I don't care what defense is on him. Like, dude was raining threes. It wasn't like he was getting layups. Yeah. Uh, the biggest mistake we made was that, you know, and KD will admit to this, didn't block out Wimbenyana on the missed shot. Game over. Like, that's a winning that's a winning situation there. Yeah. Game over. He gets that rebound, game over. But not only did he get the rebound, Wimbenyama, he basically just wasted a half a second and dunked it in. That gave them more time on the clock. So it's those things, man, you look back on and you say, okay, you know, but uh, San Antonio know they got a gift the other night. In, in the NBA, 82 games, you're going to get a few gifts. You're going to get a few gifts, man. And it's just the nature of it. This is how it works out. Uh, and gifts will come in different ways. Last night in the Clipper game, what's one of the, what's one of the gifts the Lakers got in overtime? Paul George got his sixth foul because mm -hmm. he was crazy hot. So those things just happen, man. And yeah, you can be upset if you're Suns fans. Oh man, we needed to get that, but come on, don't waste don't waste too much breath on it. It, no. it it's not worth it. It's too early. It's only they got seventy eight more games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of more games left to go. Um, we have a couple comments in the chat right now. Uh, Jay said the sky is falling. He's obviously being sarcastic. Um, and then uh, German Dominguez is already bitter about everything right now. I don't know what's going on, but he says, uh, Bradley Beal is not playing over 40 games this season. You are delusional. It's you are Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, but you know, whatever. It's cool. Um, I don't know how you can make that assessment. I didn't know you were on the Suns medical staff. Because he's a what? Uh, water boy. Couch potato. And a couch potato. There he go. doesn't know. He'd be out for the year. <laughs> Like matter of fact, he'd be in the emergency room in the in in the lobby. Oh, 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 oh I got back spasms. Oh, oh, mommy, <laughs> soft ass. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got a question from Charles Coulter. It says, "EJ, do NBA big men do ladder drills to improve footwork?" M NBA players do everything, man. 
Like, that's what people don't get. They think NBA players just ride, they have their nice cars, ride to the game, and they play. They're in the gym every day for hours. And if they're not in the gym, they're in therapy. They're in the weight room. Uh, it, they're sleeping. Because when you play in the NBA, you sleep a lot. I remember I used to sleep at least 12 hours. Seriously? Oh, man, please. Wow. Because uh, my body was just, I had, I needed it. My body was like, you're pushing me. Yeah. I was playing, you know, high 30 minutes, man. I played one time three straight nights, back to back to back. That's what we used to do back in the day, people. Yeah. Okay, so you want to question whether EJ was tough. <laughs> we used to play in three different time zones. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I played 48 minutes, all three of them damn games. Okay. <laughs> Now, yeah. Now who sounds old? Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Sound old or not is what I was. Okay, but 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 the athletes today are in better condition. But yet, back in the eighties, I was playing three straight nights of forty-eight minutes. Come on, man. You know this is it's NBA players are always busy, always taking care of themselves for their craft. They have to. Yeah. I mean, uh, Herman Dominguez came back and said, I'm bitter. I'm bitter, man, because I want them to play. Hey, brother, we, we all want them to play. We we do. Like, I appreciate you coming back. In they the did chat. play. They well, did he's, play. He's talking about Beal. He's talking about Beal, man. But, but he's fine. Beal's taking care of his body. He, he, listen, he's just passionate. It's all good. But what is Beal supposed listen, to do? What 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 is Bradley Beal supposed to do if his back hurt? Has your back ever hurt, man? You can't move nothing. And why would you put Bradley Beal out there right now and compromise him even more? Huh? Why would you do that, German? Dave, David has a theory about that. Why? He, he said in EJ's era, everyone was on cocaine. That's why they shook off injuries so easily. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Oh, but hold it. But marijuana is legal right now. That's a dumbass remark. I mean, but marijuana is legal right now. Marijuana ain't David. coke. You don't smoke weed and then get hyped All up I'm and saying, run through walls. It doesn't matter what it is, in my estimation. You're putting it in your body, okay? Uh, it's a drug. That's such a... It's a drug, and all drugs react differently to certain people. Teddy Grubbs. Teddy Grubbs marijuana and got some bad marijuana. And mentally was gone. Passed away here a couple of years ago. Had to give up basketball because he got a bad batch of marijuana. Was it like laced? I don't know what it was because I don't do marijuana. I've never had drugs in my body in my life other than prescription drugs. Okay? So I don't know. But my point is you can talk about what guys did back then. But, hey, they still played every night. So maybe <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe uh, it's a good remedy. No, no, let's not go there. I don't want to see a headline that says EJ says Coke is good for NBA players. I didn't okay. say that. I didn't say that. No, no drug, no drug is good for anybody. As I said, I've never done drugs in my life. I've been in rooms no, where they've we, had we drugs piled up. You, you fucking, you know, we're, don't we're, do we're, it. We were chomping down on a piece of wood while somebody don't was cutting your it. knee open. Like we all get it. You're don't top. do it. Okay, don't do it. It's a, it's, it's a fool's choice. Speaking of drugs. 
uh, some of the LVIA stuff has leaked and you might be like, whoa, that's a lot of colors and am I tripping? Uh, but you're not. These are the LVIA jerseys that were just dropped uh, today officially, even though there was tons of leaks beforehand. So a lot of you have already seen a lot of these jerseys. Um, but Eddie, initially, uh, your first impressions of the LVIA color scheme, what the jerseys look like, do you like the colors, so on and so forth. What, what, what say you? No, I, I, I like that. I love that color. So that that's first and foremost. I don't care how it's mixed up. That's that, the Suns always are at the top in regards to uniforms. Um, the color scheme is always going to jump out at you, man. Like you got a purple, a orange. It's always going to jump out, man. And so yeah, that's that's a beautiful uniform. But yeah. the name on the back is even better. We need to get them on the court, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, get Booker on the court. But those jerseys are fantastic. Um, they had a uh, photo shoot. Uh, and then this is the court. So we did finally get the City Edition court. We were talking about this yesterday. Um, the City Edition court, boom, there it is, LVIA. Uh, two different uh, you know, shades of purple. Um, I, I like this court. I think it's simple. It's clean. It kind of, re- you know, a little reminiscent of the Valley, um, you know, court that they had back uh, two years ago. Uh, thoughts on that? You know, you and I got into it a little uh, last week, I think, with the shoe stuff. Like, you jumped on me because I'm not into the shoes. Right? No, you, no I, I didn't jump on you because you're not into shoes. I jumped on you because you were bagging people that are. Well. There's a difference there. Well, I think you I think you can take it overboard a little bit. Like, I wear, I got like two pair of damn Nikes. And, and I don't, like, I got some shoes. I got some LeBrons in the closet. I've never worn them. I got different shoes. I'm, I'm not into the, I'm not that guy that wakes up and try to match my shoes with my stuff and all that. I, I'm just not into that. And as a basketball player, I'm not like the only thing that I'm into on a basketball court, to be quite honest with you, is that orange rim. I just want to make sure that rim is orange. Just cheesiest shit I've ever heard in my life. Sure. That's it. <laughs> orange rim and a white net. That's all I was interested Disney in. Disney movie I ass phrase. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything else. All I saw was that orange rim. And that white net. <sighs> y'all get y'all. You know why y'all? You know why you all? Oh my god! It? Please, please. You know why you see, all? See, you started off the show talking about my hat, and you you turned your hat sideways. Now, go ahead, Sanford. Tell us how how, how we're all wrong. You know why you all are all into like the beauty around the game, the court, the shoe, and all that. Your concentration level is not oh here. My God, like, man, look, when I grew up, and, and look, you got to understand something, see, and you understand where I'm coming from. When I grew up, we used to play on chain nets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, concrete, uneven concrete. Like, you know, game bangers in the wind, hanging out, trying to want to know, know they're going to start some trouble. Like, the only thing we cared about was that it was a rim and a backboard. Like, that's all we cared about. We was out there in Converse, like canvas, feet hurting. Like, we didn't care. Snow on the ground, we shovel it up. Like, you this generation, y'all into Don't say the, this generation, I was the same way. Y'all into the prettiness of everything, oh man. And it's good, it's a good adjunct to what's going on, and I get it, but for me, it doesn't like, thrill me. The only thing that thrills me is that orange ball 
going right between the okay. orange All rim right. and we, those white nets. Papa! We got Papa! <laughs> we gotta go back a little bit. So before the show started, EJ told me we basically exist because of you know we enjoying that NBA money, right? I was just like, what are you talking about? I don't get a dime from the NBA. He's like, well, you, this show exists because people have a love for the NBA. Eddie, you are in the same boat when it comes to the the new trends and all that. It keeps the NBA going, and you're here because of the NBA money I'm as well. Always, but I earned that boat. <laughs> I bought my damn ticket. <laughs> I put in 18 years. I, I earned that ticket. I'm on like borrowed time. I'm on an annuity. I supposed to be rewarded for what I did, what I put my body through. I took years off my life. You took years off your life doing what? Yeah, just serving our country. Sitting there, sitting there with the Serve, water boys, and them serving our potatoes, country the game. in the Air Force. That's all. You know, that's oh, all Eddie, I was doing. You can't shoot. Was, oh, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> but can you shoot? <laughs> I mean, Take them out. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. All right. Well, I did want to get your opinion on something else too. We we the in season tournament is about to begin. This is the El Valle in season tournament. I already know you have a horrible ass take about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all purple court, Eddie. This is what the guys are going to play uh, twice on here in Phoenix when they play in those in season tournament games. Uh, what are your initial impressions? I mean, are they going to show videos of Prince? <laughs> what? I mean, uh-huh. are they, they going to be like in between? I mean, really? I, I wore, you know what? The court. I have, I have, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I have a suit that's not actually purple, but on TV. It looks purple. It looks purple. Okay. Oh, so I'm aware. I'm, you I'm gotta wear, wear it. For you. I'm gonna oh, wear you, it for you. You million percent gotta wear that. I will. I will wear it for you. There we go. And you might not see nothing but my face because you know how the purple blends with the other purple. I'm gonna be sitting there. All you gonna just see this is be my the, face. Be the black Willy Wonka right here, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I'm here for it. No, look again. This is for the fans, and and look, everything should be for the fans. The fans. The if it wasn't for the fans, the NBA would not be at the level it's at. Yeah. So in that sense, I thank all of you all, really. I mean, we have fun on the show and all of that, but this is serious. Thank all of you all for supporting the NBA, uh, for becoming tremendous fans. Because at one point in time, and I make note of it, that it used to be games with finals were televised, tape delay. Uh, a different view of the league was a negative. Uh, even though it wasn't as negative as people thought, but they did view it that way. And the fans are the ones that have taken it to this crazy level. Yeah. Like with everything, with with buying the jerseys, with the shoes, uh, all of that. The only thing that drives me nuts, to be quite honest, is is teams got 15 damn uniforms. I just, you know, I'm traditional. I'm sorry. If you're the home team, you wear white. I, I just, I okay. just don't, I, like I don't. I mean, because if somebody's not into the game, they turn the game on. They don't know who's home, who's away. True. So that's the only thing. But other than that, no. I, I think what the NBA has done, man, over the years has just been tremendous. And then sports in general, not from NFL, NHL, all of them. Well, They've polarized fans, brought them together, and given them stuff that they would like. And so the courts, the in-season tournament and all of that, I think is a tremendous idea. I played in Europe one year, and I they had they had in season tournaments over there. I didn't really know I was playing in season games until they explained it to me. 
uh, tournament games. But uh, once I figured it out, it was very competitive and we liked it. And so uh, all these things that the league is doing is tremendous. I, I Listen, I love it. Uh, the NBA has always been at the forefront of being more innovative than the other leagues. The other leagues always feel like they've been secondary and catching up to that innovation. The NBA does not shy away from it. They've done so many different things on and off the court to try and uh, gather the f- the fans' attention. Um, I love it. I love the NBA again. Like we talk about, you know, the D backs were in the World Series mm-hmm. and baseball and stuff like that. And we talked about like just the evolution of technology and even like we're we're looking at across the landscape in terms of like the RSNs and some of them going out of business. Right. I mean, we have one here in Bally Sports Arizona that's gone, and uh, it's because the revenue streams are not there like mm-hmm. they used to be. Things are going to a more digital age. A younger demographic wants to be more involved in sports, and the NBA is probably the best at getting those younger viewers to be involved. NBA Twitter is a thing. And why is it a thing? Because the NBA seemingly never stops. There's always some type of drama. It's like a real-life movie, 365 days a year, with trades, with drama, things going on and off the court. These players being more exposed in terms of mm-hmm. like what you can see, like football, they're behind helmets. Sometimes you don't even know who the starting offensive tackle is because you can't see their face. So I, it, it really matters, and I think this is yeah. really awesome. I think also um, when, when we go and talk about this stuff, um, I think, again, the in-season tournament is another part of innovation, just like the play-in tournament where people at first were like, I don't get it, I don't understand it, why is this happening? I don't think I like it. And then it happens, and you're like, Oh, that was actually pretty cool. The play-in tournament is fantastic. It's two days of of really awesome basketball, four days of really awesome basketball, because those guys, those teams are fighting to get in. And one of them made it all the way to the finals last year playing in the play-in tournament in Miami Heat. So it does matter. I'm excited to see this. But I do want you to rank your – so you played for six teams in the NBA, and I want you to rank which of these are the best um, according – to you. So this is the Sacramento Kings because you played for the Kansas City Kings. I like Kings. that one. <clears throat> okay. Next one is the Charlotte Hornets. I've always loved the Charlotte Hornets colors. I did play for them. Uh, tremendous uniforms. Uh, the color scheme was great. Okay. They're, they're up there. I would probably still have the Kings ahead of them right now. Okay. Kings are number one. Okay. This is OKC because you played for the Sonics and the Sonics moved to OKC. Don't like the color combination. With the orange splashing on the on the goal, it looks like yeah. I don't I don't like that. It's the playing season tournament trophy. No, no, I know the gold okay. colors. Oh, I'm gotcha, saying. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, okay. Right. And then well, then we have Houston. The H Town is cool. Uh, obviously, I played in Houston as we're showing these courts, and uh, I loved always loved that nickname. Uh, so I would say they are. I would say Sack and H Town right now. Okay. And then finally, we have the Indiana Pacers. No. <laughs> no. no. Okay. They're like a banana. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so your favorite were the Rockets and the, the Kings. You, yeah. don't, you don't like the Suns over any of them? Yes. No, I like the Suns too. Put the uh-huh. Suns back up. Okay. Well, then this is the Suns. Uh, here it goes. All right. So there's the Suns. No, I like the Suns. I wish it was purple, though. I wish the, the line was purple. Okay. And the floor was that color. Oh, and the floor was turquoise? Yeah. Oh, that that might have gone hard, actually, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, there you go. Um, 
obviously that's not a trip, but you know, you can always trip when you take some OGs, uh, you know, safely, of course, cause they have the best edibles in the game. Check them out at ogsbrands.com. Go, go to your closest dispensary. Uh, they have the RSOs, the happy balance, the Indicas, the Sativas, the whole nine yards, check them out. Um, and please follow them on social at ogsbrands, um, uh, on both Twitter and on Instagram. <clears throat> Again, go to ogsbrands.com. And plus, right now, you can save 25%. See, I knew I was going to screw this up because I knew. Go to OGs and be sitting here like this. <laughs> no. no, you can save 25% like right now, actually. Uh, and, and Eddie, you know, I know you don't partake, but uh, if there was ever a time for you to partake, okay. right now You're would be a great to, time oh, because you. OGs oh, is offering a 25% <laughs> discount uh, by using promo code nice. PHNX. It's just that simple. At any Zen Leaf dispensary from now until the end of November. So you, push, we, 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 you want to play some Curtis Mayfield? I'm your lover. I'm your daddy. I'm that in the alley. <laughs> I'm your doctor when you need. A true friend. Have some what? <laughs> have some blank. Have some weed. You know me. I'm your friend. Your I'm main boy. To the end. I'm dance. your pusher. <laughs> yeah, you my pusher, man. All right. okay. There we go. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, go to Four Peaks because Four Peaks, the brewery on 8th Street Pub is fantastic. Check them out. They got the Suns Brew. They got, uh, you know, uh, your Kill Lifters, your Wow Wheats. Uh, and then they have the Pumpkin Porter, which is my favorite during the holiday season, especially right now during, uh, you know, October, November timeframe. So check it out. Uh, go to Four Peaks Brew uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Give them a follow and uh, make sure that no matter what, with both OGs and Four Peaks, that you're at least 21 years of age and you enjoy responsibly. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk. We talked a little bit about Wemby earlier, but what were your initial impressions of of Victor Wembayama and in his Phoenix debut mm-hmm. uh, and really what you've seen from the young man? Uh, 19 years old. I still can't get over that. 19 years old, seven foot four, freaky, freaky length. Um, what have your initial impressions been of him? I think he's going to be a tremendous player. Uh, I couldn't even imagine playing in the NBA when I was 19 years old. Like, I was 185. And I could not even stand up straight because they kept knocking me down. I, as physical as the NBA was back then, I couldn't even imagine if I was out there as a 19-year-old. Mm. Now, from a skill set, I would have been fine. But your skill doesn't work unless you can stay upright, unless you can command position, unless you know how to get open, use your strength to get open. Well, guess what? I wasn't strong. And he's not strong at a high level yet. And so that's why we're seeing him take a lot of threes. I hope that will change as he gets stronger. But it is no part of the game that this kid doesn't have, like at that size. Uh, And then defensively, he's a monster. Like I heard players are shooting like 20% when he's guarding them. Yeah. So it's like it's – he's going to be special, man. And he has – what I'm really more impressed with, when I look at young players, everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to have a bad run. Everybody's going to do something silly on the court, get into a slump, all those things. Like, I've always been taught, and I think this is why I was able to persevere in the league, is that I have a a really a short-term memory. Now, it doesn't do you well when you get older, (laughs) you know, but I would forget things quickly. Mm -hmm. And... I don't. I didn't carry much with me. 
Uh, and I think that was just something that just developed with me growing up in the inner city of Chicago and being around some difficult times. A lot of times you just don't want to remember some of the bad things and bad occurrences. And I, so for me growing up, I was able to navigate that and I still am in life. And I just feel like he is in that space, man. Like he, he goes out of the game and he sits there and you, they put the camera on him and you could just tell he's just thinking. He's just like, he's settling himself. It's like he makes a mistake. He doesn't like kick and scream and do all this. He's just like, you know, and to me, we see that a lot in the international player. And a part of that is their demeanor uh, and how they've been raised as a basketball player. Uh, you see it with Jokic. Yeah. Jokic, Jokic has a quiet anger in him, and you'll see it when he hits you. Right? He's got a nastiness in him. And I think when Bignana has a nastiness in him, that's going to surprise some people as he gets stronger. And that's the only I mean he once he gets stronger, man, he can command wherever he wants to be on the court. It's over. It's over on both sides. Yeah. Because that's that's how good and he look, he Kelvin Johnson was hot. Rasell hit some big shots. <clears throat> but when Bignano really won that game yesterday. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for him, he hit the little quick two. And he hit it quickly, which yeah. saved time on the <clears throat> clock. Uh, the little jumper at the elbow. Yeah, nice that's what too. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, just stuff like that, man, in winning time wins games. Yeah. Not giving up on a shot, standing there hoping it went in. He went right to the rim and dunked it in. All of a sudden now, you know, it's 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 a it's a one-point game again. So, to me, man, he he's going to be unbelievable. And, and the Suns got to be ready tonight because I think the confidence now of them winning the other night They've had an opportunity to hang out in Phoenix, a little mini vacation for them. Yeah. Uh, they're going to show up, and they're going to be very comfortable in that space. And so it's not going to be an easy game tonight. Yeah. No, I I, I completely agree. I was impressed by him. Um, you know, I, and I agree with you. I feel like, you know, Shaq was trying to say we've seen this before because we've seen Bull Bull be, a, you know, an exceptional height and, and, and have some of those skill sets. But Wemby, to me, is a lot more of a calculated player He's a lot more <clears throat> in control of his own body, uh -huh. which sounds a little weird. When I watch Bull Bull, I don't know what the hell's about to happen. Um, you know what I mean? And, and when I watch Wemby, I don't get quite that same feeling. I feel like he's in control. He knows what he wants to try and do. Um, and he's still a young player. So you see those young player mistakes that will happen. But that, to me, is not the same as what Bull Bull will do on a on a game-to-game -game basis. It's not a, a, a roller coaster, so to speak. So uh, and, and listen, Wemby found himself in a phenomenal position to be able to be coached by Pop, one of the best coaches we've ever you know, had in this game. He went to the right game. place. Yeah. I'm and really the league is not upset. The other owners aren't upset because they know this man is going to add to the billions and billions yeah. that the league overall is going to bring in and they're going to all reap the benefits of him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he definitely went to the right place. I mean, a lot of French ex-players that's around, Tony Parker, Boris Diaw, all played for the Spurs. It's like it, it's, it was the perfect environment for this young man. To go to and before we get go on to your boy um i do see some people in the chat that were saying uh that are praising you for going at reggie miller a little bit on on twitter the other day uh not happy with his commentary uh are you i played with reggie before i played with reggie i couldn't stand him mm -hmm. literally could not stand him nobody could stand him and reggie didn't care <laughs> it's like i didn't care i talked <laughs> junk too yeah. and then i became his teammate 
one of the best teammates I've ever had, one of the most unselfish stars I've ever played with. First guy in the gym, last guy to leave. Always galvanized his teammates. Always we were going out to dinner, going to his house, fighting for the team, uh, happy if you played well. I, when I, I'm not just – and I know I'm getting ready to kill him a little bit after this, but <laughs> I'm just saying, seriously, yeah. I consider him a friend. Uh, and, you know, we got to the point in life when you get older, you get over 50, you say it all the time. But, no, I truly love this guy. I mean, I think that his passion for the game and all that is great. But in saying that, Reggie, what's wrong, man? Like – it's obvious you don't like the Suns. Yeah. It's obvious, man. And 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 that's fine. Everybody has their favorite teams and all that. But it's obvious, man. And uh, and I'm just ticked off at TNT because he does a lot of our games because he don't want to travel. Because he lives in L.A. He's got a young kid, okay? And, you know, he, they give him a lot of our games. And it's it, we don't need him. Because Reggie cheers for everybody other than the Suns. If you're – look. People can get on me all they want. They can say, Eddie, you're a homer. I work for the sun, Stoop. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. supposed to lean toward the Suns. I'm the hometown <laughs> broadcaster. That's different. Reggie sounds like he was Sean Elliott. Like he's the Spurs broadcaster and whoever else, the Nuggets or the Lakers. Every time they play the Suns, he is leaning toward the other team. Those last five minutes of that game, he never mentioned anything good the Suns did. And when Kevin Durant made a good move and, and drove to the basket and laid it up, he said he thought he traveled. Like, he totally was cheering for San Antonio. You're a national broadcaster, man. You cannot do that. And if he was in the room and he wanted to talk to me about it, well, Eddie, no, dude, I've been doing this a lot longer than you. Just because you're doing it nationally don't mean you're better. It just means you know more people. That's it. That's all. You know, so I understand the nuances of broadcasting. And if you're a national broadcaster, you have to stay in the middle. You cannot lean to one side. And he's a cheerleader for the other side, especially when it comes to the Suns. And I had to call him out on it. If he want to have a discussion about it, we can't. He and I argued about a lot of things. I don't run. He doesn't either. Bring it. Love it. Love it. Hey, listen, I, I think we all see it. We all hear it. We're all kind of tired of it anyway. Um, you're not tired of LeBron James. Uh, Are and, you? And no. Honestly, last night was pretty cool to watch him do what he was doing. Uh, last night, LeBron James uh, became the first player in NBA history to score 35-plus points in a game in their 21st season. Not a lot of guys get to the 21st season, and there sure aren't a lot of guys that put up 35 points uh, because he's the only one. Uh, what we're seeing with LeBron James, and I, listen, I don't know what's going to happen for the duration of the season. Um, we, we, we've we, been saying that for the last three years. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is is now, you know, with the load management rules and all this other stuff, and we we did see it already. Like, the, the Clippers played all their guys in back-to-backs, which would have never happened last year. Like, and both Paul George and Kawhi both played. And, and they, had great games. And they had great games, and they both played 35-plus minutes. Like, that's good for the NBA. I love it. Good I for them, I hope. I, yeah, you hope. Um, and and LeBron 
is, you know, obviously just in a whole nother category himself uh, by the way he prepares, uh, the way he takes care of his body. We've all known it. We all, we, he's the first one in the gym. He wakes up, he goes to the weight room, he, he lifts, he does all the things that you need to do at his age to stay at the peak of your abilities. He knows that he has to work harder now as he gets older. Otherwise, you're going to lose a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's remarkable to watch what he's doing right now. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I still think Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I don't care. But LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time. And I will say this, because of his longevity, because of the things that he's doing, because of the way he's taking care of his body in this day and age, I think what he's doing is is more remarkable than just about any any other athlete that's ever played the game outside of maybe Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, to me, to... to I mean, Tom won a championship at 40 in the NFL, and that's just yeah. not easy to do. No, it's it's not. It's not. But LeBron even more than Tom Brady, because Tom Brady gets to rest every freaking play for 30 seconds. And then he goes and sits on the bench when they're on defense. But he's also getting crushed by linemen and defensive linemen. I, no, and I, I didn't say I didn't say what he went through on offense was easy. I didn't say that, Saul. You said it was easy. I didn't say LeBron that, Saul. Doing. What I said was, LeBron doesn't get a chance to score on one end and then take his ass over there on the bench and sit down. Okay. Okay. So you get what when you went when you go sit down? You sitting down right now, aren't you getting rejuvenated because you had to walk no, ten getting, feet in I'm here and you you were short of breath? I'm getting absolutely worn out. You were short you right of <laughs> you short of breath when you walked ten feet in oh here, but when you sat down, you got <laughs> you got your rest. Listen, keep it going. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen, people. I don't know how how to really say this and be nice, but I'm gonna try. Listen, I played till I was 40 years old. So you can't push back on me and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I was in pristine condition. I had offers to play after I was 40, but I said no. I gave it up. Because I knew that I'd be stealing at a high level. I had been stealing for a couple of years, but I was really be stealing at a high level then, right? Like Mike Miller did. Remember Mike Miller? He was just he he, he just like he like he was a, in a hole in a hospital bed when he was playing. They could have just been rolling him up the court in a wheelchair, but he was still out there doing it. So a lot of guys played a long time, but you could tell they they was at the they were at that stage was like, why are you out there, man? Like you don't even say that about this dude. Like nope. he in his twenty first year. And just think about it. He was the best player on the floor last night amongst Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. These are supposed to be guys that should have taken the mantle from him maybe after his 14th year as people took the mantle from Michael Jordan, okay, after his 13th, 14th year. People should have taken the mantle from him and they still can't. They still can't in his 21st year. That's why he is the GOAT. All due respect to MJ. Like, that's why he is. Because 21 years, this man probably three years in has taken the face of the league and nobody can take it. That's why. And it's because of his energy. It's because of his commitment. 
The man's a billionaire. It's only what four athletes right now that they list ex NBA mm-hmm. player that the athletes they list as, as billionaires. Yep. Tiger done. MJ done. Right. Mm-hmm. And now LeBron and Magic. Magic done. LeBron's still playing. None of them became billionaires while they were playing. He's doing it while he's playing. Like, he he's doing things, and people get on me because, uh, no, man. Like, I understand. Like, it's a total commitment. If I was a billionaire playing, how many players you think, if they had reached billionaire status, like LeBron would still be playing? Oh, not a lot. They wouldn't. Not a lot. No. So it shows his love for the game. It shows his commitment to the game. It shows his desire to make his body right for the game and compete at a high level. And that's why he can't give it up because he knows that he can still go out there and do what he did last night. He can't do it at a high level every night, but he can go out there and make up his mind to do it. He can do it. Last year in the playoffs against Denver, what did he do? He said, look, I don't want to get swept. He came out and dropped 40 at 30-something in the first half. Like, he still can do it. A lot of great players can't. And that's why he has the, head, the lead on MJ. It's not because I, I think the world of MJ. But I, I do the whole body work of everything. And lastly, people say, well, if, you know, if MJ played as long as he did, he couldn't. That's the point. He couldn't. And it's MJ's fault that he couldn't. MJ liked the party a little bit. You know, he had a little drinky drink on. Maybe a couple of OGs. I don't know. Real quick, Eddie, who's the, who's the oldest player in NBA history to score at least 40 points in a game? Who's the oldest? Mm-hmm. LeBron is the, the look, LeBron LeBron has scored the most in 21 years. No, no, he's in his 21st season, but yes. he's not the oldest to ever score. It, it, it might be points. Kareem, I don't know. No, it's actually Michael Jordan. That's fine, but he did it on the Wizards. So what? The, they would just let I I called the game. He did it after sitting out for two straight Listen, years. He came back and nobody, still busted the NBA. Nobody, what are you talking about? Nobody in their right mind is ever going to say that MJ can't score. Okay, but he can't do it constantly over a period of a season. Okay, LeBron averaged twenty. He's been averaging twenty-seven plus the last three years. I got you. I got you. So he. So I. I could go out there and get 16 and no, 64. No, you could not right now. Either. I could. Oh God, if they get, hold it. If they, if oh they set God. screens for me coming off screens and I took 25 shots like MJ did. 25 shots. That's what he Literally, did to get the 40. To get 40. You're trying to get 25 to get 16. I said 16. <laughs> I can get it. I'm 64. I'll be 24 years older than MJ at that time. 24 years older. Anybody can do it for one game. This dude is doing it for a full season and playing 30-plus minutes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Stop, man. Like, the argument is never going to cease with this all, and I I get it, and that's fine. But people need to understand, stop holding on. What you're seeing right now in this dude, what you're seeing, you won't see again. Now, I know people, oh, yeah, we will with science and all that. Whatever. No, we won't. You know why? Because the average player, the the average lottery pick in the NBA, starting last year, they said, if they just hold on and do what they were expected to do and not at a crazy high level, they're going to make a billion dollars in their career. They're not going to push like he did. 
they're going to quit. They won't last. Because the commitment, you got to have this, man, to be able to go out there every night. They won't do it. They got too much other stuff going on. They want to be rappers. They want to be this and play ball. James Harden epitomizes that. So they won't. They won't. They won't last that long. So that's why I say enjoy what you're seeing with this dude, man. We won't see this again. Carl Malone was the closest, and he came up short. We, we, won't, we won't see yeah. it, man. It's remarkable. I'm not taking that away at all. Like, LeBron James is a remarkable athlete, period. Um, and so, again, like what he's doing right now, and we compared, you know, Wemby, who's 19, and he's going through, you know, the early stages of his career versus what, what, what LeBron's doing. And even at the beginning of their careers, you know, LeBron was at such a high level even early on. Uh, we compared him, uh, Wemby, to KD the other day in the pregame, and uh, you could see the stats. And, and to see what LeBron is doing now in year 21 is, is unbelievable. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, guy said Vince Carter. Vince Carter was uh, coming off the bench, no, barely was, playing. No, he was. He was saying uh, when I asked the question about who was the oldest. Oh, okay. Scoring, he was just throwing out. Okay. Yeah, See, yeah. we can name Robert Parrish. We can name a lot of people. Kareem is the second best. Kareem took care of his body. Kareem played to in his forties. He was winning championships late in his thirties. Yeah, Kareem. But not many players have been able to do this. I'm gonna tell you somebody else that can do it. If he wants to, who you think? Devin Booker? No, not Devin. Devin's, Devin's had some injuries early in his career that's going to linger. Like a lot of those guys got through those. Like LeBron has never had a surgery that we know of. Yeah. Okay. So, hmm. so to me, when you have like injuries early in your career, that lets you know at the tail end of your career, those things are going to come back. Uh, and so who do you think right now? In the league right now, if he wanted to and if people were patient with him, that he could play till he was in his 40s and still be athletically gifted. Ooh, man. I don't know. You got a guess? I'm thinking Steph because he's in incredible shape Steph, and he could probably play later because of his shooting. Okay, I would say two people then because Steph is one of them. So good job, Ruby. Chris Paul? No. I don't know who. Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, at most nights, is maybe the best athlete on the floor. And and so I think him, always in shape. So it's just, it's just a unique thing, man. And so I just want people to appreciate him. I don't care who you love. I mean, it's not wrong to love MJ. Come on, man. MJ's ridiculous. Like I said, he's the greatest scorer ever in the history of the game, without a doubt. I will say that till I'm blue in the face. But just enjoy what you're watching. This dude is giving us an extra. Think about it. Magic retired young. Isaiah Thomas young. MJ young. Think about it. Bird young. Just think about all the great players you grew up watching. Young right? in NBA context. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like they didn't play but 13 years, 14 years, 12 years. Just think about what this dude is giving yeah. us, man. Like he's given us 21 damn years. And still going. Appreciate that. No matter how what you think of them, it's like you turn on the TV, you hit a, you see the Lakers are playing. Your butt sit there and you watch it, cause you want to watch that dude. So you know, stop the hatred, man. It, it, it just gets. 
don't know if anybody's gets, hating. No, it, I didn't say you. It no, just I just gets, said I just don't people, think. They hate. It's, yeah. it's my co-host for Sirius XM NBA Radio. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> he hates life. We'll do the show today. And the only thing that's going to save him, and it's unfortunate because we lost a great Bobby Knight uh, yesterday. Yes. And my thoughts and prayers go out to Bobby Knight family, uh, all the players that he coached. I uh, just got off the phone with my good friend, Mike Woodson. Uh, we're going to have him on the radio show today, NBA Today, Sirius XM NBA Radio. And we're on from one to four. Uh, we're going to have Mike Woodson on, Randy Whitman, and Quinn Buckner to talk about the great Bobby Knight. Uh, and, you know, I am telling you, man, it's like you have to appreciate. You have to appreciate stuff. And, uh, you know, that dude was tremendous. But you got to appreciate greatness, man, and, and, and accept it and love it and kind of balance your dislike for somebody. And my co-host, I'm telling you, he's happy because we're going to talk about Bobby Knight and he doesn't have to talk about what LeBron did last night. And that's hatred. Yeah. All day long. It's, it has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. And and to me, I totally disagree with him with it. It doesn't matter to him because he's going to do what he wants to do. But that's the kind of person I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's pivot for a second since you brought it up in Bobby Knight. And, you know, honestly, uh, growing up, um, you know, in the, the 80s and 90s, um, I always looked at Bobby Knight as the type of coach outside the antics. I always looked at him as, as the type of coach that I kind of wanted to emulate mm -hmm. in terms of his philosophy on how to build a team, um, take care and make sure players are held responsible right. for achieving success, not only on the court, but off the court, especially off the court. He held guys to a high standard academically. Uh, Mike Woodson would tell you that a lot of guys would tell you that like, and yeah, he had a little bit of, of rough edges, but you literally played against Bobby Knight. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any stories or any experiences um, about Bobby Knight that, that you would like to share? Uh, tremendous coach, man. Uh, I, like, he, he recruited me as well. And he, he said to me, like, yeah, you coming to Indiana. I mean, it was a matter-of-factly type conversation, which was very intimidating to me. And uh, I, I never thought that I would go there because, you know, I played for coaches that, you know, was whipping boys. I was their whipping boy. and they would, But I was just – it was something about him that intimidated me. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I chose to go to Illinois, a less, you know, little milder, meddler, uh, <laughs> Lou, Lou Henson. <laughs> but then I found out Lou Henson was just like Bobby Knight in practice. <laughs> uh, but – you know, and they couldn't stand each other. Lou and all oh, they man, like Lou wanted to fight him one game. Bobby Knight came all the way down. That's when they didn't have that coaching restriction line. He came all the way down almost to our bench and Lou turned around like, You better get your and we never heard Lou curse, right? But he didn't curse, but it was like insinuated the curse word and walked up to him like he'd get ready to fight him and Bobby Knight turned and walked away, which was funny to me. Uh but no, he I mean he had respect for me as a player. He would say nice things to me after a game. Uh, but my one of my best friends in the world, Mike Woodson, obviously very close to him now, the head coach of University of Indiana. Uh, you know the stories that they have about him is just unbelievable. But ultimately, they say that dude fought for you, man. Yeah. Like behind the scenes, he you know after people saw how mean he was and all that, that dude stayed in your corner and he and he and he worked with you so. 
Yeah, he's been sick for a while. Yeah. And so uh, this was expected uh, based on his health. And uh, so now he's going to be, as he said, what is one of his quotes? He did a poem, remember? Oh, yeah, he said, he, said, uh, he hope they bury me upside down. down. So my so my so, critics could kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> well, hey, listen, uh, you know, uh, obviously we pay our respects to the family uh, for what they're they're going through right now. But um, a tremendous coach, tremendous basketball, uh, you know, IQ, and uh, one of the greatest to ever coach the game. Uh, and he coached the Olympic team in 84 with Jordan and, and, and Robinson and all those guys. And mm-hmm. um, you know, listen, it's just – it's uh, unfortunate. Cut, cut Charles Barkley. He cut Charles Barkley, that's right. He did cut Charles Barkley. but uh, Which was not the right thing to do. <laughs> I think he apologized for that years later. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, rest in peace, Bobby Knight. Um, and I think with that, we'll go ahead and, and wrap up the show. We were going to talk about panicking and uh, listen. I think because of the way the D-backs went out, um, it kind of leaves a little bit of a sour taste in people's mouth. But I just like to reiterate to people, like, we could sit there and, and bitch and complain about everything in the world and every single game and why did this player do this. Nobody's going to be perfect and not every single game is going to be perfect. More importantly, I do think that I just want to say sometimes – People, we just need to sit back and enjoy the ride, yeah. uh, the journey. Like, there's going to be ups and downs. Um, but, man, how sweet was it to see this team, uh, you know, not expected to do anything in the playoffs, go on that journey, surprise everybody, win two in Philly, which nobody thought anybody could ever do, um, and make it all the, all the way to the Great World year. Series. A phenomenal year. Great like, year, man. And, and the, they, these, are the, these are the types of teams that make you fall in love with sports. Because they make you realize the impossible is not impossible. They, they'll they'll be back. Uh, they'll have a tremendous year next year. They'll learn from it. They just ran into a team in Texas that was just anointed, man. Like Texas was losing games in the playoffs at home, and they go eleven and zero on the road. Mm-hmm. Like they went eleven and zero. They were the better team. Yeah. That's all. Like the way they came in here after they should have lost the first two games. Yeah. Yeah, and won three straight, dominant form. They were the better team, and I think if you're a Diamondback or anybody in the organization, I think you walk away saying, "Okay, we're almost there. We got to get better." But we lost to a team that was damn good. We lost to clutch players like Seager. Man, I mean, he put him in the Hall of Fame right now. Man, like this dude is unbelievable. If we ever play the Rangers again or anybody that Corey Seager plays for, and we pitch to him, I'm going to lose it. We should never pitch to that human being ever again. He's unbelievable. I mean, you think about it. I mean, the amount of home runs he's hit in World Series, he's second to none. Uh, What six in the World Series? uh, Three in this series, and all clutch home runs. All of them were clutch home runs. No. He 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 was truly the MVP, and he was a problem that the Diamondbacks could not solve. Yeah. Remember, they had a meeting at the mound in game three, knowing that they talked about, okay, watch how you pitch this guy, blah, 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 blah. And the first pitch, he knocked it over the wall. Yeah. So right there tells you things just aren't going our way. A no-hitter in six innings yesterday. Runners on base every inning. <laughs> Still can't score. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring just, position. It, That's when you knew, like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, I did feel, though, if they won last night 
and they got Merrill Kelly back on the mound for game six, I did feel like, oh, man, this could turn around. Because it's going back to Texas yeah. where they struggle. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, well. Anyway. I, Good I, for I, Dallas. Good. You know, you get Dallas fans, they get they jump in my Twitter. You know, uh, no, nah, they don't play in Dallas. No, no. Nah, they don't. They call it Texas Rangers. Yeah. Even they, though we're better, they're the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is true. Uh, but they at least we play in Phoenix. All right, y'all, y'all play what? Frisco? What? They, what? They, yeah. Arlington. 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 Yeah, he's not even in Dallas. Yeah. So y'all, Dallas people, y'all can't be taken. Might as well be Fort Worth. Nah, nobody cares. Can't take. Um, real quick, one super chat from Frank. Two dollars. How good is Beal when he's back? First time watching. Uh, I mean, he's really good. He's one of the better he's players good. in the NBA. Top thirty. Um, he's going to be able to break down the defense. He's going to be able to get to the rack. He's going to he's going to make sure that guys are are having to focus on him, uh, and he's going to make it easier for Booker and Beal. Yeah. And he really his... hurt his back, people. If you think Bradley Beal is enjoying not playing, especially on a new team, as a player, man, that that man, that pressure on that man. Trust me, and trust me, he's wanted to play over this period of time, and they told him no. Because this, you know, the marathon is important, not immediate. And so he just got to get his back healthy, man, and not have a reoccurrence, come back for one game to please people, have a reoccurrence, and then he's out for another two weeks. Can't do it. I lived that and done it, man. It's not fun. It's not fun. You got to get yourself healthy. You got time to do it. Hope these guys continue to play well. And then we'll see a lot of Bradley Bill. And the most important part we want to see Bradley Bill is what? Come March, April. Yeah. And and so June. He's close. That's He's what close. we want to see. So he and Devin are close. And uh, so we'll just have to be patient. Uh, Merck Camille Bell, Camilla Bell, something like that, in the chat says, thanks, EJ, for not wearing sunglasses inside like the other dude. Uh, we're not going to throw shade at Flex. Flex can wear sunglasses inside as much as he wants to. Cause oh, Flex, Flex, I haven't seen Flex yet. He, he up in his, he up in playing superstar stuff. Oh yeah, he uh, always wears sunglasses. Oh, he up in John Morant. Oh, he want to be John Morant like <laughs> no, his dad. He looks like T Morant. Yeah, oh really? That's what I'm yeah, saying. He I told wants, him. I say he wants to be his dad. I, I told so, him he looks like the Puerto Rican version so, of so T Morant. So really, Flex, Flex, you gonna show up to Arizona like that, dude? I haven't seen his eyes in like three weeks. <laughs> Maybe he got some OGs going on, but hey, that's okay. It's legal. Come on, Flex. Show your eyes, man. Don't be up in here big time in us. You know, this EJ town. He ain't moving into Phoenix trying to take over for me and Tom Chambers just yet. Now, you got to earn your stripes, rookie. Put you in your place, man. Don't be doing that. You can watch Flex, myself, Lindsay, and Espo tonight. Uh, K. Ray, Tom Leander. We run the town. Uh, the next okay. episode of PH Next Sons for the pregame, pregame show tonight at 6 30. Bloom. As always, we appreciate you all joining us. You can follow my man over here on uh, Twitter at jumpshot8. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Saul underscore Bookman. Uh, Do check you out follow this. me? I... <laughs> Peace. All right, follow me, please. <laughs>